Welcome to the Latin Wealth Podcast, hosted by two entrepreneurs, Chris Beoso and Armando Pantoja. Tune in to learn more about entrepreneurship, investing, and business. All right, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode to the Latin Wealth Podcast, hosted by myself, Chris, and Armando. If this is your first time joining, welcome to the family, welcome to the community. Uh, stick around because we drop a new episode every single Friday of the week. So if that sounds like something interesting to you, please feel free to uh, tune in, subscribe, and follow us on Instagram at Latin Wealth on Instagram. Um, and share this episode with with another one of your family members or friends that needs to hear this podca- podcast. Um, we're going to talk about something today that's very, very hype and something that uh, a lot of people want to know more about. Um, but before we get into that, Armando, how you doing today? I'm fine of you. I'm blessed and doing well. Great day, man. Great day. Great day. So um, something that a lot of people have been talking about lately, um, a lot of buzz is crypto. Yeah. Right. Um, A lot of coins recently have been hitting all time highs. You know, at the time of us recording this, Bitcoin recently hit $68,000 at the time of this recording and it dropped a little bit. Yeah. Um, But it's kind of a a buzzword right now. A lot of people are interested in it. And... It got to a point where I even on our Latin Wealth page, I posted a poll and I said, hey, um, if anybody's invested in crypto, whether you're you are or not, um, what are some reasons that you're not invested in crypto? And I got a lot of people saying that they simply don't have the knowledge. They don't know anything about crypto. Um, it's pretty volatile and they don't have the funds. So. What I hope to do on this podcast is introduce you guys to what crypto is, um, break it all down, and address those two concerns of knowledge and um, the fact that people may think that it, it's too much to invest in, that they, they can't afford it. So um, we, we got you on the podcast. You, you're the master when it comes to crypto. So I, I want to I give them a crash course on what it is and where it came from, what's the uses and everything. All right, so uh, so crypto, a lot of people get confused with uh, digital currency, right? Because digital currency, people always think, well, it's just a form of digital currency, but that's not true. Is that digital currency has been out for like 30 years. PayPal, when it first came out, it was a form of digital currency, right? Is that mm-hmm. we can buy, you know, buy, sell, buy and sell stuff on eBay. Money can move easily over the internet. Now, that's been around for 30 years. In the 80s, there was one uh, called DigiCash. I think 80s or 90s, I believe. And that one was, it's been out for years, right? So what makes Bitcoin different, right? Before you get into it, I love right. I love you on the podcast because only you can talk about something that came out in the 80s. <laughs> I wasn't even born yet. <laughs> I was a baby, a kid then, but I, I just know the history. Right, man. right, like, right. You know, so, yeah, but I, I, was, I know the history, man. Right. I like to, uh, I study this stuff. You know? Right, it's not right. Just, I've been in computer science since I, I can remember and, uh, so you and said, stuff like this. What, what, what Bitcoin? Uh, yeah, so uh, Bitcoin, right? Bitcoin came out in 2009, right? So, and the reason, the way I, I came across it is that I, I studied computer science uh, when I was in undergrad, right? So uh, a couple of years I played ball in Puerto Rico, you know, taught at a school, and I decided to go back to grad school in like 2010, right? So I decided to study cryptology, which is a study of encryption uh, in messages between two computer systems, mm. right? Or, you know, or, you know, encrypting certain files or whatever, things like that, just to keep things safe. And um, so during that time, you know, cryptocurrency came out. And I was like 2011, I was in my second year. 
And uh, and this came out, right? And I was interested in it because that's what I was studying at the time. And I, I got really deeply into it. Like the first thing that ever happened is that uh, I bought some Bitcoin, right? And uh, during this time, like I bought some Bitcoin and I was, I was, it wasn't a lot of investment stuff. It was like a few pages online. You could even talk about it. It was none of this stuff, no meeting, nothing, right? Uh, so I was in a forum and this dude said, hey, I was a grad student. I was struggling. I didn't, you know, I didn't have no money. I had $500 worth of Bitcoin. And, you know, God knows how much that's worth now. <laughs> but <laughs> so this dude was like, hey, man, you send me your Bitcoin and I got a program that I can flip it and double it for you. Now, mm -hmm. I, I should have known better. I mean, I was in grad school. I should have known better. But I didn't really know much about Bitcoin other than it being a digital currency. So I just, uh, that's all I thought it was at the time. So I, I sent it to him, right? And of course, he never sent it back, right? But then, It sounds pretty familiar yeah. <laughs> nowadays. It's still happening now, right? But that's why I always tell people, don't feel bad if you get ripped off. I mean, I did. But it made me want to learn a lot more about it, right? Because a lot of people will run across losses or problems like that and just give up. Mm. Well, to me, that made me think, oh, man, like I got ripped off, but I'm not going to give up. I'm going to keep going, keep learning, keep figuring out how, how this won't happen again, right? So like we said, Bitcoin came out in 2009, and that's how I discovered it. But what made it so fundamentally different than any other currency out there, digital currency, is the, crypt, the crypto part of it, mm. the cryptocurrency. The reason why it's called crypto is because it's encrypted currency. No other currency was like this before, and that encryption allows it, uh, allows it to be what what's called transparent, right? Transparent, immutable, uh, and those are the two one of the, two of the you know biggest hallmarks of cryptocurrency is the immutability, which means once we send a transaction, you can't take it back, mm -hmm. and the transparency, which means that everybody can see what's happening through the blockchain. Like if mm -hmm. I send you a Bitcoin, everybody can see it, right? I can't tell whose wallet it is. I can't get in the wallet, but we can all see it. That makes sure. That everything that happens on that network is secure. And I'm going to explain it to you, right? Is that let's say uh, we're in church, right? And, you know, a lot of things happen in church. Let's say an organization. I don't want to get into church stuff. We're in an organization, right? And I'm the only one running the books, right? So I got, I got an Excel worksheet and I'm the only one that does all the transactions. Now, let's say somebody accuses me of stealing, right? So I say, all right, well, I'm going to share the book. I'm going to share the book with a Google Doc with Chris. Mm -hmm. So now we both can see what's happening, the money coming in, money coming out. But because it's only two of us doing it, they can accuse us both of stealing. Mm -hmm. But let's say if I allowed the entire company access to this, view access, so they can see everything that's happening at all given times. Now, nobody can say we're doing anything because they're watching everything that happens as it's happening, right? So nobody can go back and change anything because if I go back and change something last week, somebody in the company's going to say, hey, man, it's not right because I saw, it, I saw that yesterday. Mm -hmm. You know, somebody changed it, right? So because everybody can see it, it makes it a lot more secure system. And that's what blockchain is. Mm. That's the underlying technology which governs all, almost all cryptos, right? And that's the reason why it's so powerful because before digital currency, whatever, it was like PayPal, right? PayPal, you didn't know what was happening behind the scenes. We just knew PayPal had the money mm -hmm. and it was going back and forth. But with crypto, everybody can see it and it's completely transparent. That's these encryption, the, the crypto part of it and the transparency part of it made it a completely fundamentally different way of transferring value around the world. Mm. So I may have missed it, but was what, what was the first coin that was created was it bitcoin bitcoin was the first cryptocurrency created okay so was uh bitcoin created first or was the technology that you're explaining created first what came first uh cryptocurrency as a technology was created with bitcoin got you makes so sense. the entire blockchain the cryptocurrency nature of it was created with bitcoin in 2009 so somebody created this um there's a theory out who it is and he has a name and um it, it's really interesting if you want to dive into that real quick, because this seems like 
someone that's very forward thinking, someone that's um, thinking, yeah. I, I, they just got to be out of this world. Yeah, Literally. Uh, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Talk about it. So uh, this is the, what had, it's not a theory. This is what, this is what happened. Right. But it's a theory about, you know, who the person actually was, but yeah. there was a person or, you know, something that was, uh, that was ahead in the team that was developing Bitcoin. They have emails where the, the guy, his name was uh, Satoshi Nakamoto. He was sending messages back and forth talking about Bitcoin. He's the one that created the white paper. He's the one that created uh, the technology. He's the one that directed the developers to get it done. Once it got done, he disappeared. Nobody's ever uh, found out his true identity to this day. Crazy. Now, there's been a lot of people who've claimed to be him, but nobody has absolute proof that they're this guy, right? So there's a lot of people who claim it's, it's a government. So a lot of people, a lot of people believe it's this guy, that guy, this woman, or whoever. Some people believe it's AI, which a artificial intelligence created it, and you know it's a way that they're gonna, you know, computers are supposed to take over eventually. You know, Stephen Hawking's a lot of the mm -hmm. smart minds said that eventually, even Bill Gates said that eventually, with enough time, computer intelligence would overtake human intelligence. And there's a theory out there, and like I believe in it a little bit. But mm -hmm. It could be an art. That's the first move in a bigger chess game of a, you know, artificial intelligent uh, uh, entity taking over, right? Hold that thought. I don't want you to lose that thought. Do you think that aligns with everything that's going on with the metaverse right now? Yeah, it could be, you okay. see? That's it could be a way of moving our, you know, our consciousness, you know, our conscious, our, each person's conscious into a computer. So it could be. Mm. This could, that's what I'm saying. It could be a, uh, artificial intelligence first chess move, mm -hmm. opening move in a you know a bigger game, which we're not going to be able to understand anyway, mm -hmm. because the intelligent our AI system would be so high above us that we couldn't we it's no way we'd understand what they were doing. Okay, so you you broke down the the technology behind it for the people out there. They're probably their minds are probably blown right now. <laughs> they're probably like, what's going on? Um, they're also probably thinking, okay, so what are the uses for it? Like, what can right. I use it for? You mentioned that you had. $500 worth of Bitcoin back in the day. What was your intention of using it? All right. Then? So I've been in this a long time. And I'll tell you back in 2009, 2010, that was very, 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 very few people who saw it as an investment. It may have been, I was around people every day. I went to meetups. I bought hundreds of Bitcoin back then. And most people saw it as uh, just a currency. We'd spend it at restaurants. We would, uh, we would, you know, pay each other in it. Like, you know, we go to these meetups. One guy was, a, you know, maybe a graphic designer. We'd, we'd mm -hmm. pay each other. People would pay me web design for that. If you look up online in 2013, I was the first. I owned a software company back then, web development firm. I was the first development firm in the U.S. to accept Bitcoin as payment. Mm -hmm. And the news is still out there if you look it up. Wow. So, I, you know, we that's how we, it was just a way of transfer, transferring value, right? And we, it was a, something we believed in, something we liked. It was a cool technology, and this is what we did back then. So as the years went on, 2011, 12, 13, 14, I started realizing it was an investment. But a lot of people saw it around 13, 12, that it, 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 it consistently was going up. Mm -hmm. And people started realizing, well, you know, this could be an investment. And then 14, 15, it really became a, you know, a lot of people saw it as an investment. 16 came along. 17 is then when the mainstream people, mm -hmm. 16 and 17, when the rain, mainstream people started seeing it as an investment. And it's been, it's been going on since then. So, okay, so it, it could be used as an investment. Uh, for the people out there that are curious, there's not only Bitcoin out there. There's thousands of coins out there. Um, talk to the people about that. Like what I know there's so many different differences between all of them but there's the each of them have like different utilities and whatnot you can talk about some of the big ones maybe like ethereum and whatnot and one 
Those right. ones came into play. So, uh, so Bitcoin was the first cryptocurrency, right? And shortly after Litecoin, and it was another coin. There was actually a Kanye coin too that came mm-hmm. out. Actually, Kanye West lost a lot of money with that one because there was a coin that came out in like 12 or 13 or some, it was a developer that just liked Kanye West, created a coin called Kanye coin. And, um, and, and like he actually went after it for trademark infringement and shut it down. He mm-hmm. should have partnered with him. You made a lot of I money. mean, it would have been, he would have made billions and billions. I mean, he would have, he'd be up 50 billion by now, mm. you know, because that was, that was a currency basically in par with what Dogecoin is at now. You know, mm. it was the same, basic, same technology, same thing. It was almost exactly like Dogecoin is now. So if, if he would have got it at in 11 or 12, instead of going after it with his trademarks, he would have made, it's almost like Kanye West lost $50 billion because mm. I guess he just didn't see it. And he was so... Yeah. You're adamant about protecting his, his trademark. His brand, yeah. yeah. Instead of just like partnering with him and just let, you know, just seeing what would happen. It is He actually lost 50 or $100 billion in that. But mm. uh, now what was the original question? So <laughs> you said uh, around this time Litecoin okay. comes, up, uh, comes into play, Ethereum. Okay, so Litecoin was around 2011-12, then Dogecoin and all these stuff around that time. Now 2014 was the game changer for crypto because Ethereum came out late 2014. Mm. Now the reason why Ethereum changed everything is because Ethereum was a platform that was fundamentally different than everything else. All the other coins up until that point just transferred value. If I owed you $10, I send you $10. You owe me $5, you send it back. Mm-hmm. But Ethereum allowed people to create con- create smart contracts and develop applications on top of it and develop coins called ERC20 tokens. Mm. Right. So now instead of me having to build my whole a whole infrastructure, blockchains have people all over the world processing my transactions like every other crypto did before that. Now, all of a sudden, I can access Ethereum's blockchain. I create any coin I want on top of it. Mm. Shiba's an ERC-20 token. A lot of the tokens we see are ERC-20 tokens. What happened after that? It caused an explosion of tokens. Yo, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Chris here. Just wanted to jump in here real quick and let you guys know two of the biggest reasons why people are not invested in crypto is simply because they have lack of education or no capital. Where Mondo and I came together and created an ebook called The Introduction to Investing in Crypto. What's an ebook, you may ask? It's basically a digital book and it's structured in a way so it's very easy to consume. In this crypto ebook, we will be covering everything from the basic of the blockchain, platforms to invest on, basic crypto terminology, understanding crypto mining, popular coins and the utilities behind the coins, risk management with crypto investing, and a lot more. If you guys are interested in starting your wealth building journey and investing in crypto, this book will be available in the link of this podcast, or you can go to our Instagram account at Latin Wealth and hit the link in our bio to purchase. Okay, back to the show. So you said applications. You mean like literally applications on our phone? They're called dApps. Dapps. Uh, you know, decentralized applications. You can build applications on top of the blockchain. Gotcha. And use the blockchain as for data storage and things like that and transferring value. So that's that's a good segue into uh, DeFi apps and non-DeFi apps, correct? So yes. what, what is the difference between the two and what are the uses for these platforms? All right. So a, decentral, a DeFi is a decentralized uh, finance app, right? So... Uh, that, that means that like if I'm transferring value or loans, or anything like that, that's a DeFi app, right? It has to deal with money, loans, investments, anything like that. A non-DeFi app is like NF, like an NFT tracker or something, for example, mm-hmm. right? So somebody creates a piece of art. Let's say I scan it into my phone and I want to store it to the blockchain. Now, I will take that piece of art and will create a, a what's called a hash for it, store it on the blockchain. That's not, it has anything to do with finance, but it's an app that actually 
accesses the blockchain to store you know, information about something. So if it deals with finance, it's a DeFi app. If it doesn't deal with finance, it's not a DeFi app. Got you. So um, fast forward a little bit to, you know, around this time, 2020, 2021, um, a lot of people are talking about it. A lot of people are investing in these different coins. Um, for the people out there that are interested, obviously you got to do your own education, your own research, but what are some different coins that people should be looking at? Um, for the people that are wondering, like, who, who, who do I invest in? Like, do I invest in Bitcoin, Ethereum, Dogecoin, you know, all these Elon coin, all these crazy coins out there. What should I be looking at when I'm investing in these coins? Now, this is the one, there's, there's a couple out there, but one of the surest bets in crypto, I believe, is Ethereum, mm. right? And the reason, and we, let's, let's just go back to what we talked about just now, is that, think about it, is that if ERC-20 tokens, every, almost all tokens that get created are, are ERC-20 tokens built on top of the Ethereum blockchain. Now, with an ERC-20 token like Shiba, if I want to send you a million Shibas, you know, I have to pay for that transaction in Ethereum because I'm using their blockchain. I have to pay a fee to the Ethereum blockchain because we're using their blockchain. It's ERC-20. ERC mm-hmm. So the more coins that get built, it's like, a, it's like a skyscraper in New York, right? As we build up and up and more tokens get built over time, that means that Ethereum is being used more and more and more. Mm-hmm. And what does that do to the price of Ethereum? Make it go up. Drives it up. That's the reason why we've seen the price of Ethereum actually going up faster than Bitcoin over the last three, four years. Mm-hmm. A lot faster. And we're, what we're going to see going into the future is that as these dApps keep coming, as decentralized finance keep going, as these tokens keep getting created and keep getting popular, Ethereum is going to get stronger and stronger and stronger. And it's going to eventually pass Bitcoin as the number one crypto. Mm-hmm. So, wow, that's interesting. So you believe uh, at one point it's going to pass it as far as price, right? As market cap, right? Market, market cap, cap. If you take so, if you take all the Bitcoin in existence, there's 21 million. You multiply it by the price. That's market cap, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's the units that are in existence multiplied by the price. Mm-hmm. So Ethereum, I think, is uh, I think Bitcoin is like twice as big as uh, Ethereum now. So Ethereum would have to be twice as big, and Bitcoin would have to remain the same to pass it. Mm-hmm. So eventually, that's going to happen. Is that Ethereum will eventually uh, past Bitcoin as the number one crypto. So for the people out there, they're interested now, you know, they're interested in investing. They want to take themselves to the next level. Obviously that's why they're listening to the podcast. Where are some places that they can go invest in these coins? Now I know certain coins are only available on certain platforms. Um, and certain platforms, you gotta be, you gotta have a, uh, what's it called? A, you, you gotta be outside the United States. Yeah. What, what some, uh, cause, uh, in 2017, you gotta have a VPN. Yeah, it gets complicated. Yeah. So, what are some platforms? My my question is for people to go invest in. So, um, so Gemini is good. Uh, Coinbase. I mean, other than that, if you want to get into the VPN stuff or whatever, I mean, I, I mean, the thing about it is that you technically they could st- it, you still could be running into problems with that because if they find out you use a VPN, they could shut your account down and just take everything. Sometimes I've known that to happen. They don't do mm-hmm. it that often, but I've known that to happen. Mm-hmm. So I would I don't deal with VPNs and things like that, but I know people that do it. So mm-hmm. I mean, uh, but but I would just stick to more like Gemini, Coinbase, you know, some crypto. of the crypto.com. Yeah, crypto.com is a good one. Uh, eToro, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. Uh, Robinhood, whatever the cryptos they have on there. Robinhood, yeah. yeah, yeah. I know Cash App now, Cash Bitcoin app. and Ethereum, I think. So a uh, quick question about like Robinhood and Cash App. Now, when you invest in crypto on those platforms, you technically don't own those cryptos, right? You can't take them off the platform. No, nah, you cri- can't take. Yeah, uh, Cash App, you could take them off. Okay. Or I don't think on Robinhood you can. Yeah, 
But the thing that. about it is that uh, people are terror. People get scared of that. Mm-hmm. They feel like. But the thing about it is that a lot of people lose that crypto because somebody steals it and removes it off. Mm-hmm. So if if for people that are very very novice at crypto, I think Robin Hood not allowing yeah. you to take it off is probably better yeah. for you. Yeah. You know, <laughs> because I know you can send crypto to different wallets yeah. and whatnot. It can get complicated, and if you don't know how to track it, you just like you send it and it's gone. And I'll tell you a story that somebody told me uh what four or five days ago is that a woman wrote me. Uh, on Instagram and she was like, she just lost $15,000. And I was like, well, how, what happened? And she was like, well, uh, in the middle of the night, I got an email that said, it looked like it was a Coinbase email. And they said that, I, that somebody was hacking my account and I had to call this number immediately. So she called the number and of course, and she talked to a guy, hey, this is, you know, answer the phone like Coinbase. This is Coinbase technical support, uh, you know, whatever. So and then they, she start, they start walking her through things. Well, you know, somebody's hacking your account We're trying to make sure this is you. You just got a code to your phone. What was the code? So she tells him the code, right? So now the person who's on the phone is using that code to log into her phone. I mean, log into into her account, right? All while she's on the phone talking her through it. So what is your uh, mother's maiden name? She tells him, puts it in there. Because she's scared. At the point now, she's afraid because she thinks somebody's hacking her account. That's Mm -hmm. what the email said. When in actuality, the guy that's on the phone is hacking it. Mm -hmm. So, and then immediately after, she gets all these emails about withdrawals. So she looks in there. Everything's gone, that's right? Sick. But th- that, that you have to be careful with that, man, is that that's one of the biggest uh, risks out there. That's yeah. why I said, uh, like with Robinhood, that can't happen. Right. So obviously we don't want to scare you guys out there. You know, we just want to make you guys aware that these things can happen and there's ways that you can prevent these things from happening. So for example, um, keeping your, your crypto on Robinhood, keeping it there, um, being careful who you send it to. If people are sending you DMs, like, yeah, hey, I can flip your money for you. Like we were talking about earlier, don't do that. Don't ever do that. Um, and also talk to them about the different wallets and um, physical, like the ledgers oh, that okay. they can invest into um, to store their crypto. So a, a lot of people use what uh, what's called a, a cold storage wallet, right? It's a ledger. And it looks kind of like a USB drive or a little electronic device. Yeah. And you can, te- you can store your crypto on that device, right? So now... It's safe from getting hacked. Mm-hmm. Like somebody has to have physical access to the device before they can take the crypto. So a lot of people think that, you know, use that as a more secure way of uh of storing their crypto, right? They'll buy it on these platforms like Gemini, like uh like Coinbase, and they'll withdraw it to that device and they'll store the device in a safe in a safe deposit box at the bank or wherever, right? Mm-hmm. Uh so that's a way that a lot of people do uh to make sure their crypto is secure. Absolutely. So like I said in the beginning of the podcast, a lot of people just don't invest in crypto because they don't have the knowledge. So hopefully we're, we're helping you guys as much as possible here. But another thing is people say they don't have the funds. They don't have the money to invest in crypto. Um, maybe some people out there are thinking like Bitcoin's at $60,000. I don't got $60,000 to invest, but there's some other ways to go about doing that. Let them know about that. All right. So crypto is a currency, right? That's what it was created for. Now it's becoming more of an investment in the minds uh, of, of most people. But it still was originally created as a currency, right? So a currency has to be divisible to mm-hmm. work. Like, think about this. What if the U.S. Go- US dollar was only issued in $100 bills? That's it. Right? It would be impossible for us to do. How could I buy soda? Mm-hmm. How could I pay for gas? And there's no way that would work, right? $100, it, w- it just wouldn't work. So it has to be divisible down to dollars, down to cents. So crypto is the same way. It's divisible all the way down to the lowest denomination, which is called a Satoshi. Mm. That's one one hundred. That's one one hundredth million of a uh, coin, right? And right now, one of those is like point zero 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 six. 
I think 6.4 or something. So that's the lowest denomination. What you see on the screen is a full Bitcoin. Now, within one Bitcoin, there's 100 million Satoshis, right? So you can buy, you know, you can buy any amount of Satoshis you want. Now, it takes 100 million of them to make one full Bitcoin, but you still can purchase a level down to that. And that's only like one Satoshi is only 0. 0.0006. So a dollar gives you what? Like 10,000, 20,000 of them. Mm. So it's still affordable. It just don't get put off by the big numbers because it's divisible mm-hmm. and you can buy smaller denominations, like, like a hundred dollar bill, right? I don't have to, I don't need to hold hundred. I could put, use a penny. A penny is the lowest denomination, right? So it's the same thing. Yeah. Well, you guys definitely have to keep that in mind. Like, like we said, we can go to these platforms like Robinhood, like Coinbase. I like Coinbase a lot. It's simple to use crypto.com and you can purchase pieces of these coins and you can start your your journey that way you can get comfortable doing it that way um start small you know everybody starts at some point and we really advise that you start somewhere you know just just buy something um that you have done research on um there's other coins out there that have pretty good utilities um i I think one of them solana yeah. Um, do you want to dive into some of these other coins that have pretty good utilities and uh, some of their uses for them? Yeah. So and Solana, not, Cardano, and coins like that are some of the newer ones. So uh, go ahead. I don't know. No, I was just going to say because a lot of people, when they think of crypto, they just think of Bitcoin and Ethereum and yeah. Dogecoin. <laughs> There's thousands of them, right? I mean, right now, I think at the last time I checked, that was like 13,500. The last wow. time I checked. And that's not counting the ones that are no longer listed. That's probably 50,000 cryptos. Mm if not more, that have been on CoinMarketCap or listed or bought and sold somewhere. So uh, a lot of people do only focus on the top ones, the top 100, really, and the other ones get lost. Uh, but there's, uh, like, like what? okay, so we talk, go back to Ethereum, right? Ethereum was the first coin that ever, like, changed the game. It was the first uh, token that allowed you to build on top of it and build applications, build other things. So a lot of people took that, uh, took that from Ethereum, like so, uh, Solano, and Cardano, and they built their own blockchains like that that allowed you to build on top of theirs and cheaper and more efficient because they were able to learn from Ethereum's mistakes back in 2014. Mm. So a lot of the newer ones like that are faster, cleaner. They uh, use less electricity. They work a lot better because as time goes on, you know, and we create better and better cryptos, that's just going to happen naturally. Mm. So, uh, well, for one, Cardano is probably eventually going to be number. This is where I think it's going to be in five years. I think Ethereum will be number one, Cardano will be number two, and Bitcoin will be three. Mm, That's where I think it's going to be on the list. And, and, and so when you say uh, Cardano being number two, you, you're talking about market cap. Market right? cap, yeah. Okay, so, so the most can, popular Bitcoin, the most widely held Bitcoin. I'm sorry, the most widely held crypto. So it won't necessarily cost more than Bitcoin and just be more popular. So the uh, the it won't be $62,000 because right. if you look at these, like they have more units out there. Right. Mm-hmm. So Bitcoin has 21 million. I think Ethereum has a hundred, I think a, a 90 million, I think. Uh, so it's a lot more units of these coins, these tokens and coins out there. So each individual unit is going to be cheaper. But if you add up all the units out there, the market cap is higher. Mm. Um, one of the last few questions that I had is why should people be looking at crypto as, you know, something that they can add to their, their portfolio to build wealth and whatnot and to be investing in? Because this is the main reason, uh, and, and some of you guys have probably already seen this happening. Cryptocurrency favors early adopters. Mm. The earlier you're into it, the more money you make and the better off you are. And that's, that goes uh, just as well for people as countries and, and, and companies and entities or whatever. That's why the people who got in earlier made so much money. People who got in four years ago made a lot more money. The later, the more you wait, 
And it's obvious what's happening, right? If you take a you you remove your emotions, you remove your biases, and just take a look at the last eleven years, mm. it's consistently going up. It's taking over more and more. It's it's obvious that it's it's gonna it's 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 eventually gonna be a big big uh you know mover in the world, a big thing in the world. So if you just remove those biases, just look at it, right? So you need to the more you wait, the worse it's gonna be for you, right? Mm. And I and I encourage people to just don't you don't have to invest. Just take a look at it, research it, learn more about it, right? Because don't invest in something because we're talking like this. Right. Make sure you understand it because once you understand it, you won't have to. I won't have to convince you anymore. Mm-hmm. So just make sure you just take a look at it, read about it, learn about it, spend the weekend or just learning about it, right? And then that that will convince you just that by itself. Absolutely, and I love what you said there because with doing that, you're going to allow yourself to form your own opinion, and that's what I think is very important yeah. because now you're going to have the ability to make decisions on your own. And the ability to invest in different coins that you believe in, not necessarily what social media or Reddit is telling you what to invest in. So I think that's that's very key. Um, wrapping this thing up, is there anything else that you wanted to uh, talk about on this crash course when we're talking about introduction to crypto? Anything else you want to let them know about? Uh, I think that's it. I would just say it again, reiterate it, uh, that, you know, with inflation the way it is, with the economy the way it is, I mean, take a look at investments and crypto's one. Take a look at investments, right? It's because it's going to be a time uh, that that you're going to look back and you're going to hate yourself for this, right? Mm-hmm. Is that it's happening right in front of you, and just make sure you just take heed, learn, grow, and just make sure you make you know take action. Mm-hmm. Love that, love that. And if you guys can also share this episode with one other person that needs to hear this episode, you guys heard how impactful this thing is. Um, share it with your friends and family. Don't leave them behind. We're trying to build this community with um, each other and we don't want to leave anybody behind so uh, with that being said thank you for tuning into this week's episode follow us on instagram at latin wealth and it's your boy chris we'll catch you guys next week see you guys later